0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the Housekeepers Podcast, the cleanest hour in podcasting. <sighs> the place where we make the impossible possible. They're dirty clean. I, I don't know. I'm working on my intro. Tyrone, how you doing?
1: How you- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your patience.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm happy. I'm happy to meet you, and I'm happy to have you on the show. I've I've been excited to to talk with you and and to learn more about you. I've heard all kinds of great things about you and I've seen a lot of great things that you've been doing over there. So I'm excited, I'm I'm excited. I've been busy
1: busy getting a lot of things done, you know, um, coaching my staff, changing things around, make them better, make them feel, you know, that they, you know, part of the team, family, you know, keep them, keep them the motivation pretty high you know, I work with them, close to them. I kind of teach them a couple of tricks here there to make their job better and, you know, more proactive. And, you know, they, they appreciate that every day. You know, every day they see you, welcome. When they go home, you know, thanks for coming. You did a great job, you know, and you have to keep that connection because, you know, sometimes some some people, they, they, they will tell you well, they're bad people, but, you know, you don't know until you work with them
0: yeah absolutely so let's 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 back up actually so you work in nurse you you run a you're you're the facilities director of a nursing home all right yes do you run housekeeping laundry do you also do like facility maintenance at all or just housekeeping laundry
1: i got facility maintenance i got security i got laundry and housekeeping i got all four departments
0: i don't know how you have time for me Uh, that's a lot look
1: look look. as soon as i hurt you I said, I have to call Ross. (laughs) Don't tell me again. I said, where are you? (laughs) (laughs) Computer will not work. And I said, oh my God, wait a minute. (laughs) No
0: worries. No worries. So when when did you get into this? How long have you been working in this field? When did you start?
1: Over 21 years. You know, I kind of—I'll be honest with you, Ralph. I—I I did this as a, like a—I don't know, like a part-time thing. You know, I saw my friends working in a in a hospital that I start, and no, I see nobody doing anything. And I said like a joke. I said, I want to be like you guys, but at the same time, my life changed because I was working at that time in a in a factory. I was the general manager making circuit for this company. And then I start working in healthcare in the afternoon. Then little by little kind of went to college. I educate myself. I see how important healthcare become and my life changed. And then after that, I become, you know, who I am right now.
0: That is so fantastic. I, I absolutely love that because I, as I was saying the other day, I did a little promo. I came on just talking about the house cares podcast and my intent and how excited I am just to be meeting everybody who's signed up, I have so many people who want to be on the show. I'm so happy because it's, you know, housekeeping is just such an important field. It always has been. It is. And we're, you know, we're, we're, you know, I'm not going to sit in here and cry foul, but it's like one of those very, it's an easily overlooked profession. It is.
1: It is. And and it's hard to hear people, you know, we understand how crazy it was last year with the COVID-19 and I never took a break I went right through, you know, the, and I went to the Javis Center. I worked with you know two thousand beds with the government. You know I did so much to make sure, you know everything was done. You know I kind of, I even went and in, and um, in, uh, to college. You know some some uh, training online that way I could be certified how to clean, to be proactive. You know a lot of people. You know when I started working in last year, a lot of staff was very scared. I said, well, I'm not doing that, I'm gonna get COVID. I said, really? I said, no, COVID is not just like that. You know, I have to educate the people, make them all stronger. And and when they saw me working and doing things the way it's supposed to be, using the right PPE, making sure they, they see what I was doing, everybody was cleaning at the same time. Everybody was involved, everybody was doing all the process. And I said, you see, do you took COVID home? They said, no. I said, okay then, you know what I'm saying? Now, it's easier because now we went through a whole year. Like I said, because everything went, everything closed. Nobody took vacation. Nobody did anything. We all work almost 24 hours taking care of this. And they're still doing it. You know, we're still taking care of everybody, the residents, the patient. and And I welcome everybody. You know, like the resident, they know you by your name. It's very comfortable. They call you. They talk to you, and you make them feel like this is your home. And I want them to feel, you know, safe, and at the same time comfortable that they could talk to me anytime. Yeah, they have any concern, they come to me, you know. And my staff is very open. I, I have an open door policy that every, you know, anything, come, come and see me. I got, I, I, I stop what I'm doing, and, I, and then right away you see me, open down, open down. I said. I say well, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna lose like a 15 pound skinny again, right? <laughs> you know
0: you're you're speaking a lot of you're you're speaking a lot of truth. You know I, I sometimes get in, and by sometimes I mean all the time. I get into a lot of of situations, especially on social media, where. There's an awful lot of anti-management rhetoric out there. I mean, you can look anywhere. Everybody's all just hates managers. Everyone's like, I want leaders over managers, you know, as if there's some humongous difference between a leader and a manager. And trust me, there isn't. Because if you want to be an effective leader, somebody who repeats the leading, you have to be a manager. You have to be an effective manager. You know, I mean, being a leader one time, one situation at one time in your life does not equate greatness. Okay. <laughs> right. Yes. So it's, the, it's, It's those of us who are on the ground managing day after day after day after day. And you, you just said it. I don't know. I mean, there were maybe a couple of people last year, but for the most part, most of the managers I work with, all of them canceled vacation. They all started working every day. I had this one manager, this one housekeeper manager. He was running like a, it was a hundred bed home, but they were so short in beds. I think it ended up being around a 60-bed home, you know, really. I mean, it's 100 beds, but they don't think their census around 60. But he was having such a hard time, not just with getting employees, but the employees he had, they were scared to death to work on the, quote-unquote, COVID unit. Yeah. And so the manager did. The manager every day cleaned the COVID unit.
1: No, I got every- I got everybody involved. Everybody. Yeah. You- That's you have to, you have to show them, look at the doctor, look yeah. at him. When he come out of the room, what he's doing? Changing gloves, washing his hand, using Purell. You know, you have to follow the, the same process, protect yourself. Don't take yeah. it What are you going to take it home for? You have to be elite by example. If you don't work with them and you don't show them, forget that. It's the same thing when I used to work in the hospital, in the ORs. They're scared to death, The blood and everything. And I'm like, really? I said, "Come on, guys!" And they see me fucking with them. They're like, "Oh my god!" I said, "Yeah, you know, for a short guy like here, you, you could move quick." Said, <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, it's funny when I when I was trained on how to clean an OR. I remember standing outside the OR room, and you know how it is—you have to get all gowned up and bootied, and the whole thing. And then it's just a waiting game; you're just waiting for the surgery to get over. And the way that the that the hospital that I was working at. We only did the OR at the end of the shift. So nursing would clean the OR between shifts, between surgeries, and then we'd go in and deep clean. And I remember, you know, there are times, it depends on what, what the surgery is, right? Some required housekeeping between. But I remember my first time getting in there and, and doing it, and the trainer, this guy, Mike, he goes, um, he goes, do you like cranberry sauce? I'm like, "What?" He goes, "You know, do you like cranberry like Thanksgiving dinner cranberry?" I'm like, "Of course." He goes, "That's all I think about. When I see it on the floor, I just think it's just cranberry sauce. Somebody knocked over a dish, and I I didn't understand what he was saying until we walk in. And then you all you're like, "Oh, uh <laughs> that's not cranberry sauce." That's blood. That's blood.
1: But say, that either.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's but that's fun. You know, when I when I way before COVID and we've been, you know, in law, in nursing homes, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but we, we deal with everything. Right. So VRE, C diff, MRSA, MRSA, HIV, everything. Uh, hepatitis, right? Like all we, we've been <laughs> around this stuff forever. Rapplics. And when I, when I would train new housekeepers, especially when I would train, when I would train laundry aides, because laundry aides. Are really touching. They're really the only ones having physical contact.
1: They're more exposed.
0: Yeah, they they have physical contact if with stuff. They
1: don't have the right PPE. They're more exposed because they yeah open bags put it in the machine. The process is different. From yeah, else that you do in the hospital or any nursing home, any yeah. healthcare facility.
0: In my experience, it is never a lack of PPE that gets laundry aids in trouble yeah. it's laundry aids don't want to put on the ppe that's the problem yeah.
1: well, nobody want. nobody want to use it
0: yeah they don't even they're like no i'm just gonna put it on and so i'm always telling them about a MRSA hug and they're always like, what's a MRSA hug? I said, a MRSA hug is after spending all day in the laundry room and you're touching dirty laundry and you don't put the gown on because you don't feel like it. And then you go home and your kids run over, mom, dad, and you give them what we call a MRSA hug That's because true. the MRSA lives on the clothing.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> all true. And then you don't know why your kids are sick. Yeah. Everybody's sick and you're like, what's going on here? I know. But you bring it from work and bring it home. And That's right, everybody. Mercer Mercy hug. Yeah, I know. I
0: when I first started working in long term care, the it was way different than it is now. I mean, regarding the common practices and everything. I mean, I remember when I first started working in in long term care. The this is something just on nursing, but nurses cleaned their own med cart. And not only did they clean it, but when they changed over from one nurse to the next, the nurse that you were given the housekeeping the the med cart to wouldn't take everything. it if it was dirty.
1: Yeah, they wipe everything.
0: You, you got to clean that thing before you're giving it to me. And yes. nowadays, housekeeping but, is now in charge of cleaning med car or yeah med carts for some reason. I don't know how that happened.
1: But a med cart wheelchairs. Yeah, you name it. We have a list that never finishes.
0: No question. I know. The the. But one of the most, when I first started in long-term care, one of the most interesting things I saw, and it kind of set me back a little bit. I was like, wait a minute. Well, that's weird. Is the nurses would bring, they would change their shoes when they went to work. They wouldn't even wear the same shoes home. So when they got to work, they would put on their healthcare shoes, which were the same shoes that they walked in on, but they're only for the nursing home because they didn't want to bring any critters home. And I was like, what is on the floor that you can't, you have to wear a separate pair of shoes for. I like,
1: what? And then think about it. Even if you change the shoes, when you're walking out of the locker, it's
0: totally, up. it's
1: a complete waste of time.
0: Yeah, I know. But at the time, that's what it was. I mean, people were wearing separate shoes and ah, things were different. So, have you always been in long-term care?
1: I started with hospitals, and like I said, um, you know, in in the course of my life in my career, then you know, kind of, you know, start working nursing homes, you know, and then believe it or not, that I like you know working in a nursing home, you know, with the people, you know, and then taking care, you know, what what did you needs are. Yeah. What did you do in the hospital though? What what was your job
0: in the hospital side?
1: Well, I was I was, uh, in a couple of hospitals. I was the director and was, uh, assistant director, you know, of housekeeping and laundry. I never did facility. I started doing facilities and security when I started going for nursing homes, you know, more training, more certification. You know, you have to do a lot of things, you know, work with, you know, maintenance, plumbing, electrical, you know, carpet, everything, the whole nine yard. Mm-hmm. You, get, you get all that, you know, experience, then you start, you know, kind of open up to more, you know, facility, more, more people with business. You know, it's not easy because, like I said, I'm running four departments and I'm all over the place here, there, there, here. And I'm like, I, th- you know. I think I think I take lunch and I don't feel it. I'm like, <laughs> take a lunch. And I'm like, <laughs> they, they say, you took your lunch? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember what time, but I did. yeah it's it's
0: it's a weird it's not weird it's i run into it a lot where the facilities manager the maintenance person is also in charge of housekeeping and i can see where it would be helpful but i also can see where it'd be quite a challenge yes because if the facility has any kind of a power outage water issue or you know mechanical issue air conditioner down heater down water pipe break
1: you have to be on top of everything
0: you you lose sight of housekeeping
1: quickly yeah
0: and laundry quickly and it's like all of a sudden that becomes so not important to the facility director while
1: at the same time that's why you have to have the right team and the right people in those positions now if you are giving time to every single one and doing the right thing, they all—they all gonna make you shine, no matter what.
0: So, you what know. do you do? Let me ask you: what kind of what kind of scheduling do you run? Like, how do you communicate with your staff when there's oh, an emergency?
1: Like a, believe it or not, the way this place is designed is in circus. It's in its connected. The basement connects every building, every corner of everybody. And okay. believe it or not, you see me coming out of my office, and then I start with the laundry. From the laundry maintenance, for maintenance security, I check, making sure everything is good in the parking lot. Making sure everybody got, you know, the the the, the temperatures, the paper lock, everything. Then I go floor by floor, checking and welcome all my staff to making sure they have the right thing on the car. Do you need microfiber? Do you need this? Check the closets. Go downstairs. Check my emails go back downstairs, have some coffee, go back again, do my choo-choo train again, (laughs) it's like back and forth. And believe it or not, I do my whole day, plus place orders, making sure all the tools or whatever that we're missing. And then I see my vendors to make sure we get whatever we need to improve, to make it happen, to work. You know, it's it's not something that some managers that in my career, I see them and they sit in the office and that's what they do. And then they, and then in the internet buying, you know, new shirts and new ties and like, me some, some by Mercedes or do this or do that. I like, really, really. Do you know the name of your staff by name, by area, by people? No, they don't even know their names. You know, it's sad. It's yeah. the reality of being in management. Do you need to know your people, your staff, you need to know what are the skills? How are you going to develop your staff and your people if you don't even know how, as a management, you don't even know how to drive a, 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 drive, a write-on machine or side-by-side or strip and wax or clean the carpet? How are you going to develop them? You have to know yeah, this. You know what I, 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 I see? People they get promoted and they can't even see where Put the water. They put the water in the room. When the water comes out, they put it in. And oh, the machine doesn't have water, but I just put water where? <laughs> I'm like, really? You the manager? Are you in charge? <laughs> oh, okay. That's good to know. I, like you know I,
0: I hired. I hired a guy once who was a second shift hospital supervisor. Okay. And I hired him to run a nursing home, 160 bed nursing home. And I thought that I had hit the lottery. Like I was just, you know, because b- prior to finding him, everybody I was trying to promote into that position, I was legit trying to promote into management. So it was a big task of not just promoting them, but also teaching them the whole operation side, teaching them about business acumen, because you can't, if you don't have any business sense, You can't be an effective manager at any level. So, I mean, there does come some business acumen. You do have to understand dollars and cents. You do have to understand budgets and and trying to work around and work within. Yeah. And so it can be a lot to teach someone, especially from scratch. Yes, of course. So this was my first guy that I had stolen from another facility, right? Like I offered him something he'd been wanting to be a manager he's been a supervisor for a long time you know ready to to take that next step and i was so excited and one of the first things i did well so i i put him on a job of this of um stripping and waxing a dining room and with a floor tech but the floor tech was new too so the floor tech didn't have a lot of experience either so i said all right i'll start it with you both but i'm sure that you've stripped and waxed a lot i say to this This guy just hired us to be the manager and he's like absolutely done it a million times i'm like great no problem so we strip the floor together we're all working hard together and i say all right guys i'm gonna go walk around do do rounds put the first coat of wax on i leave i come back tyrone and there are puddles puddles of wax and they're standing around just waiting for stuff to dry go whoa, whoa what why are there puddles and the guy goes well I mean, we just put it on. I mean, it had because it had the floor has dips in it. I said, How did you put the wax on the floor? And without blinking an eye, as if it's the most innocent thing in the world, he says, I just dumped it on the floor. What am I supposed to do? I felt like I got cheated. I felt like somebody lied to me. I was like, You were the supervisor of a hospital, and you didn't <laughs> and your idea of waxing is just pouring it on the floor. Oh, so he quit anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. He didn't quit right on the spot, although you could tell he wanted to because I
1: couldn't. I was beside myself. Well, I have almost the same experience like you. The guy gave me I'm hiring new people, new texts, and the resume was, oh my goodness, the biggest. I said, whoa, and then all of a sudden I asked, you know, I tell him names and stuff and paths and the colors. He looked at me, now I said, come with me. And then I took him to the equipment room and he was like, wow, look at this. What, and he's bugging out. And I go like this, ah, uh, okay. I said, what we use this machine for? He had no idea. What is this for? Nothing. What? And then I said, well, whoever typed and did your resume, he failed because you should have started this before the TV. it was nice meeting you thank you you know
0: what you know what tyrone i'm going to do a public service announcement if i may <laughs> so let me let me give a public service announcement because i'm going to make something clear to people who want to apply and to work in housekeeping in floor care in laundry yes. in a health facility but you know what I'm going to say that this is true among every housekeeping field in the world. I'm going to go out on that kind of a step here, okay? Here it is. This is the best way to approach applying for housekeeping. First of all, if you have a pulse, we're interested in hiring you. That's first. (laughs) If you're upright and breathing, we are interested. That's number one. Number two, a positive attitude and a willingness to learn is all you need. Yeah. you do not need fancy credentials oh. you don't need to tell me how many machines you run oh. say I've run a bunch of stuff I'm not sure if I run what you have but I'm willing to learn and I'll do anything I'll be on time thank I'll show up on time my you. watch works <laughs> I know the bus schedule whatever it is that's all you need you don't need fancy skills you don't need fancy oh. certifications
1: oh even even listen even the first the first uh, supervisor female that I promote from the team long time ago. Um, She challenged me to the point that she was willing to learn how to strip and wax. Even the machine went, whoop and took her to one side and said, whoa, take it easy, let me show you again, and then this is how you do it. And take your time, don't don't go crazy, because the machine is more powerful than anything. And she learned, she was willing to learn. And when she started doing the right arms, how to change the path, the right chemicals, everything. Then when we had the new people, I said, well, now is your change to teach them how to run this equipment safe. Now it's your turn. And I'm always watching. I'm two step back to make sure it's all safe because safety for me is always the first key of everybody. Mm-hmm. And the best thing is, When you know that your facility, especially your department, never have any accident. Everybody always watching for everything, you know, to take care of anything, something wet, they put the wet sign. Like I always teach my people, when you wanna start a room, the first thing you put in the door is the wet sign. That way you tell everybody that you're gonna start process and you're gonna do that cleaning. That way, that for me, I tell them, that's your lawyer right there. Nobody can not say, well, I fell. It was no sign, no. That's the first thing. It's like the uniform. The uniform, you need your uniform, you need everything to work with. And on top of that, if you don't have the right tools, how are you going to do your job?
0: Yeah, a million percent. I've gotten in a lot of trouble with floor care over the years because of wet floor signs and you know, them pe- staff, not putting them out. And so you're, that's, ass- you know, I even have a wet floor sign right here. Hold on. Let me show you this wet floor sign. <laughs> Look at this. this is, this is one of my biggest pet peeves. Do you see this? Yep. Someone put an arrow on my wet floor sign. And when I was new in housekeeping, I didn't know any better. I, I looked at the wet floor signs and there were arrows on them and I was like, okay, that's great. Here's the thing. Do you know what the arrow points to? Which way are you going to go? No, the answer is it differs. It depends on who's looking at it. Oh, nobody knows. It it. could point to what's wet because it says caution, wet floor, what over there? Or is it caution, wet floor, walk over there. Right? So that's what I got in trouble with. I had a, a nurse or a, a, a nursing assistant slip and fall on my wet floor. Go to sue the company, workers' comp, the whole nine yards. And when I say my wet floor signs are out there, they had they had a floor care expert as a as a you know like whatever working for their lawyer. Yeah. And I go, I'm a floor care expert. I don't. Kn-. But that floor care expert argued that what because question. I had the arrow on the wet floor sign. I was liable because that arrow does not indicate what side of the floor to walk on, or it indicates that one side is safe to walk on and the other side isn't. And because the nurse didn't know what the arrow meant, and neither could I tell you, uh, we lost the case.
1: Wow, of course. Of course.
0: With peace and love. Yeah, well. Get rid of your arrows. (laughs) (laughs) Just, you know, it's one of
1: those things, you know, like you're saying, safety first. And- safety is first. You have to always communicate with who's around. And you tell them, listen, by the way, we're stripping and waxing this hallway. You know, go around because we're going to finish it. And then they, they say, yeah, no problem. But always, one time we have this doctor, he was on his phone. And we told the doctor, doctor, stay on your right. And he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. He keep going right. And he keep going to the left. And whoop! She, he was right on the ground. Phone went one way. Everything. And I'm looking at him. I said, we told you to stay on your right. Look what happened. All all his body was full of wax. And his phone broke. And he, it was a big thing. And I'm looking at him. I said, well, he left. Then we fixed the floor again. <laughs> put wax. Now we closed the hallway. Forget it. It was a big mess with him.
0: That is one of the... You know, you you try not to hate people,
1: uh-huh.
0: but when you're waxing a floor at three in the morning because oh. you have to do it at night,
1: yes, you
0: have to do it overnight, yes, and it's a long hallway. And by the way, it's the front entrance.
1: Yeah, forget that. And
0: and, and your back is to the door because you're going backwards. Yeah. And somebody walks by you and walks right up your wax floor. You just want to smack them. You're oh, just yeah. like. There's, you had to duck under the caution tape. You had to pass the sign that says work in progress. You had to see I was waxing the floor. And you ignored walking. it all. And walking. You slipped. You're like, oh, whoop. And then just
1: tiptoe to keep on going. I'm like, oh. And then you have to rush to fix it before it dries. Before
0: it dries. Because there's nothing worse than the next morning going in and you're trying to buff out a
1: footprint. Your boss is saying, really? Look at all these steps footprint everywhere forget it okay
0: you got to go back and do it again you know what i didn't want to do it the first time (laughs) me too (laughs) you know one of the one of the one of the best buildings i had and i was a i was a a district manager for a long time so i ran a lot of nursing homes a lot of housekeeping departments i worked for a contract service for a long time and one of the best District managers I know and and worked with was a woman, and she was the she stripped and waxed floors better than anybody. And then I had a building, a nursing home, a little hundred bed nursing home where all the staff were women, and they the floor tech was a woman. All the housekeepers were women, you wow. know, and and they did an amazing job. They stripped and waxed all the time because stripping and waxing is really all about skill. It's not yeah. strength.
1: that's you're right. Because I had a team. And for my 16 guys, two was woman, And they learned how to do it. And I always tell the guys, look at this floor. It's better than the, the other one that you did.
0: And That's nice. <laughs>
1: like her. And they get mad. They'd be like, they... then I challenge the guys. I said, come on, guys, you guys got... <laughs> <laughs> doing better. The, the floors, nothing, not, not corners. Everything was perfect. And I'm like, oh my goodness, guys. Forget that. Too funny. funny. So what,
0: what may I ask, do you, what are the biggest challenges for you now? I mean, not, not even just with the coronavirus, but just like you've been in this industry as long as I have, what are the changes that you've seen? What, what do you have like a.
1: The changes. Well, to be honest, it's not about changes. It's more like an improvement. You know, you you have a way to do things. Now you make it better. You know, now you see things in different angle. You know, now with more more infections and more you know uh, uh, things coming in, in hand without even you knowing. It's right in front of you. But if you're not doing it right the first time, and you're not coaching and teaching the people what they need to do right from the beginning, then they do you know they shortcuts. They do this and. You know, it's impossible that you're going to do a terminal clean in, in less than 15 minutes, uh, a big room. And then and you come back and you ra- actually, first thing you do, you take the, the, the footrest of the bed, put it up and throw it. And then you go like this and say, really, you clean this? And then and then they, they, they tell you, oh, I didn't know that piece come out. Really? <laughs> really? Okay. Let me look under the mattress. And you go, oh, but you're like, oh, my goodness. You know, so many details. And then you put the person as you are the patient. When you inside the bed and you, on the sides, you see the buttons. I said, look, you have to look in different angle. When I become a patient, like maybe two years ago, a small procedure they have to do on me. When I become the patient, I see everything in different angle. And then when you look up and you see the dust and you see this and you see the curtain and, and I'm like, oh my goodness. And then I said, who did this room? And forget it, you. And then they know, oh, my boss is a patient here. Forget that. I'm like, you guys in trouble. You guys is in the biggest trouble. I'm gonna retrain everybody again. It was, a, it's a, everything changed. Because then the doctors, they see you, they like, they look at you. Wow, you improve everything. Now things are changing. Yeah, but when you become a patient, now you see things in a different angle. And now the approach is different, and the teaching and the coaching change. And then you have to improve yourself to make it better for everybody else.
0: A million percent. There is there is a book. I'm just looking it up here because I have it on my phone because I read it as a Kindle. It is called What Living as a Resident Can Teach Long-Term Care Staff. And it's by this woman named Leslie Pedkick. and it is. I'll send you the link to it, Tyrone. that
1: way. I was going to.
0: I'll send you the link to it. It is this book will change your life. This book should be required reading for everybody who works in long-term care. Everybody, because it is this woman administrator. She gets an IJ. She gets an administrative IJ, which is perhaps the worst kind of IJ you can get if you're a manager, right? Like it's it means the management team is not is is. The management team is so neglectful in one sense or another that they're causing harm, the immediate jeopardy due to management, which is the opposite of what you ever want to hear as a manager. Right. And so she takes this opportunity to really look inside of herself and her team and say, what are we doing wrong? And how can we get it better? What do we have to do to turn it around? And she determines, she comes up, she actually comes up with a, with a, It's like she makes it a contest. She starts it as a contest, but then it evolves into just a regular hiring practice. But the contest is, see how long you could be, how long could you last as a patient? What if you were bedridden? What if you could only use one side of your body? What if you had to change your diet to where it was all ground or pureed food? Oh, my God. What, 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 how is your perspective going to change? Yes. You, right? yeah, you change It change. This book, what living as a resident can teach long-term care staff. And I'll put it in the link on this video too. It is, it, it's the type of book that should, I'm telling you, take the time to read it. It is such an amazing book, such an amazing lesson,
1: send so many the, lessons. Send it to me that way I could read it.
0: I will. I will. <laughs> it is so important.
1: Like I told you, when I become a patient things change. So, so crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: I said to myself, well, my staff and my, you know, my management team is not doing what's right. They're not doing the checklist. They're not doing some, it's a lot of gaps. And you know, like I said, I always said to people, don't never get comfortable, never, because this is not a job that you sit down and you be in your office, you spend more time on the floor, with the residents and the people and your staff. And if, if you don't if you're not doing that and you're not taking care of your house, then what are you doing? Yeah. You know, you cannot call yourself and, and be flashing people with your business card. Like, yeah, look, yeah, look at this. This is me. Yeah, yeah. This is this is
0: me. my business card.
1: Call me. call me. Call me. Really? For what? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no. <laughs> forget that. Forget that. No.
0: I completely agree, and you know what else? I had to stop doing, and it took a long time to stop doing this because of my ego. I imagine for a long time. Well, let me say it like this: Everybody I ever meet, ever, and it's never failed me. No matter what housekeeping place I'm in, or food service I'm pla- like, every time I'm in a nursing home, looking at either food service housekeeping, floor care, or laundry, and I ask any type of question regarding what they're doing or what the policy is or something like that, everybody says the same thing to me. I have never been trained. It doesn't matter if it's a housekeeper, a laundry aide, a floor tech, or even the manager. Everyone always claims they've never been trained. And it drove me crazy because I'd have in-services signed by hundreds of people and every one of them saying they've never been trained on that. And so I, I it took me a long time to let it go, to just simply not even listen to it. I was just working with a manager. I trained this manager myself, brand new manager to me. She didn't come to me as a new manager. She came to me. She worked in hotels. She worked in another nursing home. She came with the greatest credentials. <laughs> And turns out, didn't know an awful lot, right? So, how could you be working in housekeeping management for 10 years and know very little? That's what she claims. She's like, Oh, nobody ever trained. So, I train her, I do it all, I train her on everything, get her to sign off on all the in services. Then, fast forward four weeks, maybe eight weeks later, I'm walking her facility and things are not getting done. And I say, well, do you remember? You know, you got to do this and you got to keep track of that, and don't forget about this, or don't forget about that. And she says, looking me dead in the face, as serious as ever, you know, nobody ever trained me. I had to bite a hole in my lip. Oh my god. Because I so bad wanted to just be like, Are you kidding me? I so instead, I I've grown, and uh I'm like, okay, no worries. Well, let me train you. I think to myself, again, I don't say that out loud, I just say. Well, let me just show you how to do it and what we're talking about and why we do it. About ten minutes into me re-explaining, she goes, "She goes, you know what? I I kind of think I have heard this before." I said, "Oh yeah." She goes, "Yeah, somebody did tell me this." I go, "Yeah, me." She goes, "Oh my God, you trained me on this." Yeah, okay. <laughs> but the truth is, that's why that's why having a training program for a one and done is not. Helpful. No, I mean it's helpful in the short term, not in the long term. You need ongoing training, ongoing coaching, ongoing mentoring if you're going to have any success in this business. Yes, you
1: have to. Well, one of the one of the places that I work that helped me a lot when you go online, the the, the 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 hospital has their own training, and then you have to pass the test and do the training, and you have to compliance with the healthcare facility on a year basic. And one of them has, believe it or not, 233 training. Oh, my. And because it was free, I was going and going and doing this, that, boom, bing, boom. And I was showing people, do this, do this. No, no, do it like this. No, that's that's wrong. And a lot of people change and learn. But they was there already for 10, 15 years, but nobody showed them. And they just said, you know how to clean, you know how to, how to mop, how to sweep, that's it. You're good. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. It's so many things that make that, to make a, a better housekeeper, a laundry person, a business person. It's not just change the light bulb and flush the toilet. And that's it. No, no, and no. You have to give them the tools and be with them to make sure they do it right. And then they didn't see it when they see you doing it. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that's nice. I say now you do it. Show me. Repetition
0: is key, right? Well,
1: you have Repetition to speak daily and weekly. You have to do you, you, your meeting, you huddles. You have to be on top of everybody, you engage with them. Otherwise, some of them they, they look at you, said, <laughs> okay? They're like, I'm here, hello. And then oh, you or you have a meeting. And they, you see two of them going like this. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I said you okay? You got your coffee? You okay? And they're like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. Well, that
0: that's that's your fault for holding in services after lunch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> said, oh, wake up. Hello. Hey.
0: <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. <laughs> Well, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate yeah, you coming yeah. on and talking housekeeping with me because. Um,
1: I appreciate you giving me that little clip.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's so super important, you know. Thank you. I think it's so important. And um, I know you're on LinkedIn, right? So I'll tag you in this video. So if anybody wants to connect with you on LinkedIn, it'd be awful fun too, right?
1: Hey, listen, I always try to put a lot of positive things. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure we are all on the same page. Um, you know, coaching people. I have friends that sometimes, you know, they work in hotels or in other industry, but they have housekeeping, and they always call me. I need this. Can you do this? Can I buy you lunch? Can you come to my? <laughs> Can you come to me? I go. Listen, I'm gonna take a day off. I'm gonna go and help you. And I go do. I do what I have to do to make sure everybody we all on the same page you know we help each other and we always you know staying strong because you know believe it or not housekeeping is one of the biggest thing that a lot of people they forget about them and they don't appreciate them and then a lot of people they've been there for over 30 years 40 years and they're always there but they're like blind around people and you have to appreciate them one time you 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 do the right thing, listen to me. They make you shine no matter what.
0: Yeah. No, that's absolutely true. And 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 it's so super important. You know, it's funny to me, and and I don't even mean it's ha-ha funny, but just, you know, every time I talk to someone like you, every time, it, every time I talk to somebody who has been a managing for a long time, mm-hmm. you're always focusing on how you can get better. You're always taking the blame yes. and responsibility for helping others succeed.
1: Nice.
0: You're, you're never shying away from, I could have done it differently, should have done it differently, could have communicated it differently, should have communicated it differently. And it's so refreshing. And it's why I absolutely love working in management. I just absolutely love it because that's a rare thing. Most employees do not do this. They don't look at themselves as the reason that things are not getting done. They don't look at themselves as the problem. They don't think of, you know, them calling out is not their problem. It's your problem. And it's, you know, if you don't get things done because they called out, well, then you're a terrible manager. You should have, where are you going? What are you pulling out? I don't know if you just saw, but I just went a little viral on LinkedIn over this
1: look, new thing. That's something that I put in my agenda. Yeah. Hey, okay? And it says here, absence make the team work harder. And I look, it's in my agenda. Everybody sign. I go through the whole thing. And it's crazy that you just say that. And I always encourage people. You know, you call out, you think, oh yeah, I'm staying home. And you know, no it make it harder for everybody else, and it's true. It's a, yeah. thing. you know, it's like this. You're gonna write somebody up for absence, but you're always out. How can you fix that? You can. You can. You got no excuses. And then sometimes even your own boss said you need a day off. <laughs> and I'm like, really? <laughs> you think so? <laughs>
0: Well, I I appreciate it, and and I think again that's what makes you so special, and it's what makes you so good at what you do is, you look at management as as what it is, which is I agree to be responsible, yes. and there's not enough of us yes. who are willing to raise our hand, not enough, and say I'll be responsible, and so I I just want to. Publicly appreciate you for that because I think it's an amazing trait for, that you have and
1: I appreciate that very much.
0: Again, the 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 facility administrator and and everybody you work with they're they're really they're blessed to have you, my friend. Uh, thanks, appreciate that. Really blessed to have you. So, thank you so much for being on the podcast, the Housekeeper the Podcast, the cleanest hour.
1: Thank you. you in didn't...
0: podcasting,
1: I talk to you later. Okay, be good.
0: Yes, sir. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Take care. Thank you.